You're listening to the Winged Octopus Podcast, brought to you by Howie's Hockey Tape. What's up and welcome to another episode of Winged Octopus. This is Tyler here alongside Tess and Ryan. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm a zombie because I'm exhausted from this week, but I'm here and I'm here to entertain all of you. So let's get this show on the road. Ryan, how are you doing with that disgusting, <laughs> brutal, <laughs> gross, grotesque the, the pride, Ohio you State mean? shirt? Oh, oh it's, doesn't isn't the greatness just flowing through to the microphone to you right now? It should no, be. No, it makes me want to throw up, especially because I have my Michigan shirt on here. Well, I mean, I oh would too God. wear something like that. Boys. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Boys. we're not doing we're not doing Boys. a basketball slash football show. We're doing a hockey show, and we're do- talking about the Detroit Red Wings, who have now lost. What is it? Seven in a row now. Six. Seven. In a row? Yep. Seven, seven in a row. Seven. About to be eight Lucky in a row. Number. Two six and two mm-hmm. in their last ten. But there are there is some silver lining to this, where uh, the lottery odds are starting to become in their favor. Ryan, what are they? Uh, well, according as of today, from Sporting News, we've slid into that fifth spot of uh, Rasmus Dahlin glory. We got <laughs> Buffalo, Arizona, Vancouver, and Ottawa still ahead of us. We're on the cusp of getting passed by Montreal. We really need them to pull it out tonight against uh, Pittsburgh. But right now, we're sitting at a good solid 8.5% chance. This is for a top three pick, not the top pick, but a top three which honestly anything that's top five at this point for how the last 20 years have been, I'll take it. So that's a, as of today where we stand before game started. Yeah. Well, they're 26, 32 and 11 and they take on the LA Kings tonight. Um, we're recording here on three fifteen. They are taking on the LA Kings tonight. Jared Coro is in the net. And if you listen to our last podcast, that is not a good thing for the Red Wings. However, it is good for their lottery odds. So we are going to get right into it today as, you know, the Red Wings have not played good hockey at all. Uh, We're trying to keep this a little bit positive. So we're going to try to kick it off with, um, you know, the crew's favorite young guy here. So Tess, I want to go to you. What what is your favorite young guy? And has this core of Larkin, Mantha, Athanasiu, Bertuzzi, Jensen, Willette, if you really want to throw him in there, have they lived up to it for your liking? Um, I am loving Larkin this season. I, a few shows way back in the beginning of the season, we all were hoping he would come out of his sophomore slump and we were all pulling for him and he knew he had um, the stress on him to perform better because last year was not his finest year, obviously. And I think he's gone and surpassed everyone's expectations because I think everyone was a little harsh on him, but we weren't going to be like crazy hard on him because the state of the organization, the team, we know we can't ask for, you know, Jesus-like things to happen overnight. But Larkin has done amazing things, and I still love that they mic'd him up back in the beginning of the season. That like I'm still like in love with that because it just shows how vocal he is and how much of a leader he is. So I have a lot of hope for him. He's gone above and beyond my expectations this season. Even though we suck, you can tell he's he's not going out there to lose on purpose. Like you can't tell nope. a grown ass man like in order to get you know the number one pick, you got to tank. That's just not he's how he's wired, and he's just going out there. And I think out of all the players he's the one that's actually hauling ass each game and I also am a big fan of Tyler Bertuzzi 
I mean, he's made some errors, but it's still like technically his first year up here with us, and he hasn't really been with us full time. I think only what maybe twenty games. Uh, Thirty five. Thirty-five yeah. or so. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. He's been up so, for a while. It's still like a learning process for him, but I have a lot of hope for him to do mm. well. So, and as an overall whole, um, Anthony Cio was on my shit list since like <laughs> summer when he was being a little greedy bitch, saying "Give me more," and I'm like, "Whoa, calm your shit! Like you've been here for a hot second, calm it down." Um, but he got his shit together real quick, and I'm like, "Okay, you can stay here. I'm all for that." And Mantha. He's grown into, I think, this role. I think him being like his size, because isn't he like six five? Isn't he like he's a big boy? Yes, yeah, he's a linebacker six, four, six, on five. skates. Yeah. So he's basically JJ Watt on skates. So I feel like that's like a lot to like get used to in this game. So uh, he's done fairly well. He's you know hauling ass as well. Overall, this group, I'm proud of them. Even though we suck, I see hope. I really hope that like this vision I have of like them being the future is like legit because I can't take this much longer. Like seven games, <laughs> like we've had these streaks, but I can't do this for more seasons ahead. Like I'm getting gray hair. It's stress. Like my loyalty has been tested. Jesus is testing me. I just need good things to happen <laughs> after the season. I'm praying. Ryan, what do you think? What has been the positive of one of these babies in your eyes? Who's caught your eye? Well, first, I have a quick correction. So the eight and a half percent that I gave a little bit ago was for the number one overall pick, their chances. They have a 25.9% chance for a top three pick right now. However, I just took a dagger because Pittsburgh just took a 3-2 lead on Montreal, but a lot of hockey left. Anyways, to piggyback off what you said, I mean, Larkin's been our knight in shining armor, for lack of better words leading the team in points. He is a playmaking machine. Would I like more goals? Yeah. But with some of the guys on this roster, you would expect more from them in that sense. I mean, you got Mantha. He's busting out with 23 so far. He's got 41 points. Larkin's sitting at 49. With what they have to work with, and they're literally driving the offense themselves when they're out there, I'm pretty damn happy. AA for having his brief holdout of 10, 11 games or whatever it was. He's come right in, hit stride just like he did last year. Um, Marty Ferk's another one. I think we were talking about we didn't oh, talk yeah. about earlier. He's forgot about him. I feel bad. He's night and day for me. I think when he shows when he picks it up on the defensive side, I think it really helps him on the offensive side because he's true. He's playing the full, as they like to call it, the 200 foot game. I love his shot. If he can hone that thing in, is he's going to, is he going to be an Ovechkin? Hell no. But I still love the extra element that he brings to the wing that we haven't really had like that with the type of shot. I don't count Polkinen, but like I'm going all the way back to almost like Shanahan era mm-hmm. with the type oh, of yeah. right hand, right handed hard red hole. red hole too. Yeah. Same time frame. That's how long it's been since we have a hard shooting winger that's just a natural scorer. If he can click, I mean, next couple of years could be awesome. Bertuzzi is a playmaking master. He's got what, 18 points I'm seeing here in 35 games, and 16 of those are assists. What was it, that Anthony CU goal that he had earlier this year that was almost a full ice pass that he hit him in stride? It's stuff like that that if he can start – not being like Luke Lindenning in front of the net and missing those wide open opportunities, he could be one of the top guys on this roster too. So the highlights for me have been the offensive side. The disappointments have been strictly the defense. I love Nick Jensen, 
but he's the inconsistency is just kill me. He, I feel that he's been one of the hardest working defenders we've had as a whole, but a lot of the times, I think just recently the other night, I, I didn't see the San Jose game, but I heard just two back-to-back goals were just on straight gaffes. And that's the one thing that hurts him is that he's great on his feet. He's kind of like an older Joe Hicketts, I guess, if you will. But the hope and hype was there. He just hasn't lived up to it. I mean, it was a low hype, but it's just been difficult to watch. Um, and then Xavier Olad, I don't even feel like touching on that one because I'm trying to stay as positive <laughs> as possible right now. But, well, Montreal I mean, just tied up the game to be more positive. So I know. I was just getting just ready to actually it. mention that. That was a beautiful <laughs> one-timer across the middle. But, I mean, overall, I feel if Morazic was here, we could have talked on him. But that's another discussion later on. Let's make sure he gets that freaking next win to get that draft pick bumped up. But, I mean, it's to me, if I'm going to give it a grade. Overall, the young guys, I think, have been a solid B. There's a lot of room to improve. I think a lot of that improvement, if it happens on the back end, will make these guys we have in the front end just ten times better. If we have defensive playmakers, it'll spark guys like Larkin to score some goals. It'll open up Mantha for more shots in the slaughter in front of the net. It's just, I, I like the potential. It's it's just what will Ken Holland, if he's there, do? And how can Jeff Flash will utilize him? And the one guy I didn't even mention is Svechnikov. And I think we're going to not try to beat that dead horse of seven, four, and nine minutes in a game, so... They're seven, five, and nine, or something like that. So, but yeah, I mean, the potential's there. They still need a true stud to make this team function, especially on the defense. But I like what's the the big three, if we're going to use the basketball term that we've that they've built. It's just what can they do going forward? Yeah. So I guess my thoughts first off are, um, you know, Larkin has been above and beyond what we thought, you know, he surpassed his points from his rookie year and everybody thought that rookie year was great. This year is even better. So we may have a a number one center going forward. They don't have, well, okay. Larkin possibly could be an elite forward, but they don't really have an elite player outside of Larkin, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think they need to address that at some point. And that's why you have uh, 11 draft picks in this coming draft. And that's why you have a lot of picks going forward. And that's why you're kind of rebuilding because you don't have that player. So ultimately, my favorite young guy is Larkin. I mean, that's the de facto person. But if I was going to say, uh, you know, exempt Larkin and you know say somebody else I would say Anthony Mantha you know he's got 23 goals he's got 41 points that's third on the team I'd like to see a lot more consistency from Mantha but he seems to play on the first line a lot and uh, he seems to play with Zetterberg a lot I'd like to see him play with Larkin a little bit more but I mean ultimately I think Mantha's been the second best guy out of that group is there any disagreement I there? I think no, he's I, been really pretty good. I think that's spot on. I, I mean, two more goals. Like a one-two like mm-hmm. punch, I feel like. They're not like Zetterberg and Detsuk, like, but just being the young guys, and they know that they have, like, they're the next generation. They're living up to that expectation and just trying to get that. Like, they're learning. Like, the leadership is falling on them, and they're handling it really well mm-hmm. on and off the ice. Especially See, but- this year in comparison to last year. To, to, not to make a Chicago comparison, because me and my friend were actually talking about team building today, and we were talking kind of about 
you know, just in general, how the NHL teams are built. And we'll get more into this after. But Chicago was built off of two lottery picks, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, right? We, we know that. Mm-hmm. We don't like them, but they're elite players. Jonathan Taves was more of the middle guy, right? Larkin is the middle guy. So now we need somebody that's going to emerge, and maybe Anthony Mantha is going to be that Patrick Kane, for lack of a better term, type of winger. Now, I'm not comparing those two players because they're night and day different players, um, but I'm just saying, like, if you're team building, you need an elite center, and you probably need a few elite wingers. He could be one at some point. And then for for the young guys, the hopes, uh, um, you know, the expectation, have they lived up to it? I think that they've been pretty good. I think there's been one that has not lived up to it, I think, because I've expected so much more from Andreas Athanasiu. But I do think that the ice time is still a little bit of an issue. I mean, he plays on the fourth line here and there. He plays on the third line here and there. I think there needs to be some consistency. I think he needs to get a lot more ice time. Now, we're trying to keep this positive. So, um, you know, hopefully we can we can do that. I think Athanasiu kind of screwed himself out of some money. I think that if he came in, you know, he was a little bit greedy and then he, you know, he got the one year deal here. And now at the end of this year, he's, he he better not hold out for another because if he does, I mean, a lot of people are going to hate him. Number one and number two, he's not worth all that money. I mean, you see it right now, you know, he's, he's playing good hockey, but he's, he's, he's got so much more in him than that. I mean, he's only got 31 points. I mean, that's what fifth or sixth on the team right now. So, I mean, that's still not good enough if you're going to command a lot of money and be quote unquote borderline elite player. You're not yet, Mm -hmm. but as a, as a core, I would say B B plus somewhere around there. And and that's probably where I would leave it Um, because they haven't been great, but they haven't been really shitty either. So I would say somewhere in the middle. Right. Just to, Small caveat off that with Anthony Siu, I think the late start, I think that still set him back for how he came into the season. I know, yeah, he's young. He's one of the most fit guys on this team based off just watching how he plays and how he can skate. But I think that set him back, and it's kind of why we've seen him. I mean, he's still, yeah, he's still past guys like Abby, but he's only played a few less games than he has, and Abby's got one less point. So it's – he need. I, I don't know if it's the execution of how Blashley uses him. I know we've been all been heavy critics of that, but it's just next year if he resigns, I hope we'd hope he resigns. There's going to be an even higher expectation that he's going to have to live up to on top of Larkin and Mantha. So it's going to be a big, a big question mark at this point. I think well, he is a put his money where his mouth is. Like you need to earn that pay. You want the big exactly. dollar, then you need to start playing like it. He think like. On paper and like in reality, he's a decent, good player. But in his head, because it's been said before, he has a cocky attitude. He probably thinks he's the next best thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what, homeboy? You ain't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Like newsflash. No, if you were the best thing, then we would be like in the playoff spot right now. But we're not. So the Detroit of Texas is coming no out. Iron right team. clearly can't you tell jk no i'm just serious like it's just there's no i in team so you need to just i feel like sometimes that's how he can be perceived as and i just Mm kind of get that aura when i see him in interviews and like on the bench i don't like that i want everyone to be like a team like how when we grew up like in the 90s that 97 98 team 0208 they were just all a team 
Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just a really weird time for this team right now because you had the veterans that are not used to this uncharted territory of sucking ass. You have Mm -hmm. these like mediocre players like Helm and Abby that came on when like at a peak of like the playoff run and their last Mm -hmm. Stanley Cup one. Then you have Mm -hmm. these little babies that are like, I just like to play hockey and I'm a Detroit Red Wing. Like, how cool is that? So it's just a very, I feel just it's very weird time, very clickish. And I just they don't have the right guy um, leading that either. They don't have the guy, the right guy behind the bench. Um, to to kind of rein all those guys in and bring everybody together like Babcock and and uh, Scotty Bowman were able to do. See, I'm well, still not 100 percent convinced on that. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking Blashell has a hard time coaching people that are older than him. That has to be weird. <sighs> well, that yeah. not only that, but I mean, I I think with Blashell, the way his coaching style is, it's built on speed. Because if you've noticed, some of the games where Detroit has looked absolutely fantastic in the recent weeks how fast for one they've been getting up the ice in transition and it started at the back end and how quickly they move that puck up through the neutral zone mm-hmm. and they're just moving, moving, moving and they're passing the puck. Cause like we were talking about how these older players and how like the 97, 98 teams, my dad always showed this to me. You watch those old wings games. It was one, two, three passes and they're already crossing the blue line into the attacking zone and they're putting a chance on net. You don't have that now. It's one, maybe two passes, and then they dump and chase, or they're losing the puck in the neutral zone. And it's going back the other way. They they don't. The reason that they're the forwards that they have aren't quote unquote elite. And I'm not saying this for all of them, but I'm saying this: the reason you don't see Mantha have 30, 30, 40, you know, thirty five goals, even twenty five goals, is because they don't have the defense to get the puck up to the forwards. Think yep. about it about we're gonna go through the decor real quick mike green can make a first a good first pass trevor daly can make a good first pass after that i maybe nick jensen maybe after that cronwall cannot anymore erickson we're not gonna talk about john we're not gonna get into that one i enjoy michigan road cones i have more appreciation for than jonathan erickson look (laughs) i guess what i'm saying is they do not know how to break out. And as soon as yep. a team starts with a, a really aggressive, mm-hmm. hard forecheck, they They're don't know what to speed. do. They yep. panic. So, uh, I mean, that's that's really what they're at. They need they need that defense core. And, I mean, mm-hmm. now imagine if they had a guy like Rasmus Dahlin feeding um, <laughs> Dylan Larkin for the next 15 years. I mean, that would be uh, something yeah, Dahlin, else. Yeah, a Philippe Ronick, maybe a, throwing a dabble in a Dowdy or a Carlson in the next couple of years. Oof. Oof. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Right, we can dream right. big. Hey, I'm right. sorry, we're the bourbon kids. dream big. So since we're going into <laughs> positives, now a lot of people would be like, oh, well, it's negative. It's not my team. Well, you know what? We're hockey fans here, and we're not just Red Wings fans. We like to see other teams do well as well, as long as it's not better than the Red Wings. But and we're not, not going Chicago. to the playoffs, so, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, we're not going to the playoffs, neither is Chicago, so it doesn't matter. So Chicago's worse than we are, so it's great. They are in a much worse scenario with cap space. It's great. That really oh, they're, is they're, they're in a horrific See, spot. this turned positive so much more quickly talking <laughs> shit about Chicago. Just bring up Chicago. Like, uh, so, like, and Taze and Kate aren't even that good anymore. <laughs> 
just sorry. I, I just had to keep adding uh, it. It's just making me happy because. So yeah, so we're, so we're we're going to move on to the next subject here, <laughs> which is our final subject. Well, actually, I guess it's a two part of our final subject here. Um, we're we're going into more positive things and and you know around the league. We don't really get to do enough around the league stuff, so we're going to go into this a little bit. We're going to go into the Stanley Cup final and like the Eastern and Western Conference final, like who we think is going to be the East champion and who we think is going to be the West champion. And then we'll just give our Stanley Cup champion. And then, you know, in the following podcast, it may not be next week, but it could be the week after, it may even be next week. Um, we can talk, you know, more in depth about why we think this and everything like that. Um, so, Ryan, I want to start with you since I started with Tess first. Who is your prediction? I guess for the Stanley Cup final and who you think's your winner, and you can give a brief summary of why. So I'm going to give a little curveball. To this. I'm going to give my true who I think will do it, but I also have, I'm going to give a dark horse along with this. Kind of throw a little mix in there for you guys. So coming out of the East, I'm a firm believer in what Tampa Bay's got going. If they're healthy, I mean, well, I've watched a lot of Pittsburgh because NBC has their love relationship with them. Um, but <laughs> mm-hmm. just watching the way they play hockey reminds me of an old Red Wings team. The way they move because the I got Stevie exactly. That's what I was just getting ready to say. <laughs> Iserman is bringing that style of hockey to Tampa Bay. It starts on their defense. They have one of the top decors next to Nashville, who I'm going to touch on in the league. Their forwards are, I mean, you got Steven Stamkos leading the charge. He's hands down one of the best leaders and forwards in the league. So Tampa's my current favorite out of the East. My dark horse, I low-key still want Ovechkin to win. I love watching him <laughs> play hockey. I think that their team is hurting this year, and I don't think they're going to be able to get past that hump of, say, Pittsburgh and or Tampa. So Washington and then Boston is my other dark horse. They have been on freaking fire, and I hate to say that because I hate them. But yeah, I have to live with them. And yeah, I feel sorry for you in that sense. Uh, when I lived in Columbus, Jackets fans weren't bad. They just were clueless. Um, <laughs> but Tampa fans, oh, T- Tampa, I think right now is my current favorite. And then like my Boston, Washington are the dark horses to me. Outside of Pittsburgh, I just don't want to talk about them because I hate Anyways, we're, we're not going to so yeah. move on to the West. Please. So Thank the West, my favorite in the West, though, is definitely Nashville. I just the way they play a complete game, much like Tampa Bay has me thinking they'll make it back to the cup finals again this year. If they're not, they have to either have a catastrophic injury or just a complete falling apart once they actually make it in there. And then uh, I kind of am leaning toward uh, L- the L.A. Kings are to me, picking it up at the right time. I think they made a few good trade deadline moves. I hate freaking Dion Phaneuf, but I think he's really helped out their back end. And I think they're going to make a strong push, even though they're kind of on the bubble. If they hold steady, they're always scary to me in the playoffs. And then, of course, my low-key Vegas team is who I would like to see do well, especially since they have Tatar. Going to the Cup, though, if I'm going with my main picks of Tampa and Nashville, I think that Tampa does it. If they don't do it, it's because Nashville has that drive and desire to make up for what they lost last year. So there's like my, it. there's my rundown. So. Uh, and Tess? I agree, Ryan. Um, oh. Kind of stole my ideas. <laughs> um, no, Tampa Bay. I mean, 
but before they got good when like stevie went there i was like hurt but stevie's there i'm like well you can't hate stevie so you kind of got to root for him you know he's a detroit guy you know got to root for you know our lord and savior um <laughs> and like that one what was that what's that hockey thing bringing hockey back they had that shirt made trust the Iser plan and uh, i think uh, everyone in tampa stop, bay should please tyler shut up this is my <sighs> <time to> talk <laughs> Tampa Bay, <laughs> they can put all their faith in Eiserman because what he's built there is what Ryan said a few minutes ago. He's like bringing back our childhood style of hockey in Tampa Bay. I hate it because Tampa Bay has owned us in the playoffs since like the beginning of time, it feels like. So like, I don't like them, but they're just a good overall solid team. They have everything and they load it up at the deadline. So mm-hmm. I would like to, it's just nice to see a team that has been good all year long, make it through the playoffs just to kind of prove like we are the real deal. Mm-hmm. So ideally I do believe Tampa will make it to the cup final low key kind of want to see Toronto do good just because they still do have all these young guys, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Nylander, they have all these guys, and I'm just like, to see these young guys kind of lead the way and just for Toronto to finally, you know, stop bitching that they haven't won since <laughs> Vietnam, basically, which I actually think is longer than the Vietnam War. Okay, back since, like, World War II. Losers and, since 67. Okay, basically since Nam. Um, yeah. <laughs> to have them do that, I think, would be really awesome. And for, like, an original six team to win that is not Chicago. Or Boston. Fantastic. Or Boston. I wasn't going to go there, but y'all did it for me. So... <laughs> Reality, Tampa Bay, low-key, Toronto. For the West, I'm all for Vegas. I do like Nashville because I love P.K. Subban, and I'm really excited that Mike Fisher is back, and I would like to see them finish what they started last year because they that fan base, like they just brought this whole new wave of hockey fans to grow the sport, and I think it's awesome. And to see Vegas have this, you know, they're breaking all these records with the expansion team and for all four major sports, football, basketball, baseball, they're just breaking all these records to have a feel-good story and to, again, have our sport grow and for tater tots' sake, go Vegas. (laughs) I honestly can't, I don't know who would make the cup final for the West. I would be happy with either or, but I low-key think Tampa's going to win it all the way and then we can all shut up about it. That's just what I really hope happens and what I think will happen. Tyler, now you can talk. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thanks for taking the mute. Thanks for taking the mute button off me. I appreciate it. So, uh, so my thoughts are, uh, I guess, in the East. Uh, Tampa Bay obviously is a, a great choice uh, to come out of the East. I think a dark horse team is Washington. I think a lot of people are sweep, sleeping on Washington. They're 30, 20, 39, 27, uh, 23, and seven. They have 80, 86 points or 85 points. And, and you know, a lot of people aren't talking about them. A lot of people are saying, oh, Pittsburgh's going to three-peat or all this. Yeah, get out of here with that. Exactly. I think, okay. I think it really comes down to it for, for the East. It really comes down to Tampa Bay, Toronto, or Boston, or I guess Pittsburgh. But I guess if I were to pick one, it would be Tampa. And the one that I would want would be Washington to come out of the East because I, I really I like Ovechkin, as you guys all know. Switching over to the West here, 
I think it's really a two-team race in the West. I think it's Winnipeg or Nashville. I mean, Winnipeg's loaded up front. They got Patrick Laine. They got Shifley. Uh, they got Ehlers. They got Wheeler. They got all these guys. And then they have a back end of Morrissey, and they have Myers, who isn't that great. But then they have Truba, who's coming back. Big Buff is back there. They have a great mm-hmm. decor as well. Then they have Connor Hellebuck, who has been playing really good hockey. Um, so Winnipeg or Nashville, I would say Winnipeg because I like Patrick Laine. I really think that Winnipeg has a good opportunity, a good chance. Dark horse in the West, do not sleep on the LA Kings. I know they haven't been playing great lately, but the LA Kings are a, a team that, you know, they get to the playoffs, they get hot at the right time. We've seen this before. Do not sleep on the LA Kings. Another team, do not sleep on the Minnesota Wild. Mm-hmm. So my Stanley Cup prediction would be Nashville and Tampa Bay or, or Winnipeg and Tampa Bay. And I, my winner would be Tampa Bay, unfortunately, because, uh, you know, they just they're loaded back there. I mean, their back end is unbelievable. They have Ryan McDonough. They have Girardi. They have Hedman. They have Sergachev. They have a tremendous decor. Then they have a good goalie. And then the forwards are just unbelievable with Kucherov and Stamkos and all the other guys up there. JT Miller, you Tyler name it. They Johnson. have it. Tyler yeah. Johnson. Brayden scores too Point. much when we play him. Braden Point has been probably one of the best forwards on that team besides Kucherov and Stamkos. So they're loaded up front there. Tampa Bay's loaded. And the basically the way I would put it is it's a four team, four or five team race. I would say in the East, it's I'd say Tampa, Boston. Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh is definitely up there. And yeah. then I would say in the West, the Winnipeg, Nashville, and then Boston would probably be like another team that could win a Stanley Cup. I think after that, if any of those teams win, it's a shock because I think those five teams are really good. And I think Boston, in their case, they're a little bit lucky with what they have, uh, but they are playing really good. They have some kind of magic going that's ridiculous, but we're not going to get into that. So those are my picks. Not today. They actually have the second best record in the in the East right now. I just yeah. realized that. Yeah, they're ridiculous. But Toronto, when they get Austin Matthews back, and if they ever get Freddie Anderson back, I think they're another team to watch out for. Him. Needless to say, I think this year's playoffs will be interesting because it's. I think all year the points race has been very close. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's, Except I for the East with Tampa. Tampa's pretty much been <laughs> well. Okay, aside from long. Tampa being like overachievers and like you know whatever. Everything else has been so close, and I don't, I can't recall another season in like the last handful of years where it's literally been a race to the last day, like for everyone, like where they're gonna fall or where the stars are gonna align for both uh, conferences and all the divisions. It's just, it's really interesting, and that's what makes me love hockey, especially playoff hockey, because you just never know what's gonna happen. Well, I hate, I hate to use the cliche, but there's tons of parity this year in comparison two years past like usually it shows once the playoffs hit but it's been from game one to now of non-stop you don't really know most games who's actually going to win the matchup and like oh, this it's, yeah it's, it's fun to watch day kind of it's what makes the sport the best ever because name another mm-hmm. hey can you watch a football game and have the same type of feeling no basketball snooze that's baseball too freaking long to play Hockey's worth that. <laughs> Don't argue with me about it because I'm not like, going there. Slice and dice. I love baseball. I, I know it takes a long time. We're not we know get into your that. Red Sox love. You already have my favorite players that were all so, players, so you're welcome. So, Take anyways, I, there's just two series <laughs> I'm really looking forward to in the East. 
Um, pretty much etched in stone for the one. It's Boston and Toronto, and I'm sure Toronto really wants to avenge that 4-1 third period comeback that Boston oh, had. What uh, a classic then. that was. What was that, 2014 or 2013? Uh, no, 2013. So, yeah. Lockout season, 2013. Yeah, 2013. Anyway, it was so, fantastic to watch all Toronto fans just die that day. Yeah, well, I'll have Crumble. news for you right now. I think Toronto is going to have a good opportunity to beat Boston. Yeah. Anyways, and then the other series I'm really looking forward to, if it happens, is Philly Pittsburgh because that's all you never it's know. It's always what you're a good get. one. It's uh, bench so. brawls. Everyone in the speaking of oh. speaking of Philly, Mrazic got pulled tonight. They're losing four three to Columbus. <laughs> oh, I guess one number five will have to wait another day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, the other... we're gonna win eight. We're gonna lose our eighth in a row in like a little bit. So it's all good, fam. All uh, good. Get those the... draft draft odds up. Lottery, all that fun stuff. <laughs> so the last thing I would say is uh, San Jose and LA. If that ends up sticking, will be a good series. No, oh, that'd be um, fun. Oh yeah, that's other... always a good. That's a good. That's that series is always mm-hmm. fun to watch. Other than that, do we have any? Um, you know, last thoughts because I'm gonna take us out here if we don't. I would like to wake up tomorrow with my phone saying the Red Wings won, but I'm prepared for them not to. So we're just going to have to just hold hands and sing Kumbaya and just pick a bandwagon team because it sucks right now. But we're fine. We're all going to survive. We'll make it. Oh, we'll be fine. All right, Gloria Gaynor. <laughs> well, I'll just say one thing. When, when the team is good, again, whether that's in five years or ten years or whatever, I'm – Let's not get that far out. Let's what, calm down. Look, look, Say next look, year. Look, Optimistic. It's not, it's not going to be next year. Let's be honest here. It's not going to be next year. So I'm, I'm just going to say, when you. the team is good again, when the team is good again here, a lot of the people that have fallen off the Red Wings and aren't watching the games as much, aren't tweeting anymore, are going to be like, oh, we were the biggest fans. And in the reality, you weren't with the team when they sucked. So are you really a big fan like you say you are? I, I, that's the thing that really drives me nuts. But you know what? When they are good again, we're all going to feel happy because we've seen them in the in the good times and the bad times. So, anyways, for better, um, for worse, and sickness and health. So, <laughs> so, so death uh, do us part. So, Tess, you want to shout out your uh, Twitter handle, please? I would love to because I'm freaking entertaining on the Twitter twatter. Um, tm Dudley xo. And Ryan, you want to shout out your Twitter handle, please? I am at RD Ryan 33. I'm on Twitter at Ghost of Datsuk. You can follow the Winged Octopus on Twitter at Winged Octopus. You can also follow us on Instagram at the same thing. You can like us on Facebook, and that's pretty much it. You can find our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean as well. We are looking to be on Spotify pretty soon because Greg is amazing. Greg, we did miss you tonight, but we got through it. So uh, that's good. So anyways, for Ryan and Tess, I am Tyler. Everybody have a good night. Go Wings. Stay classy, Hockey Town. That's a wrap on this episode of Winged Octopus. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, as well as like us on Facebook. You can also find our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. We thank you for tuning in and hope everyone had a great night. Stay classy, Hockey Town. Just a small town.